After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we're going to be talking about TV commercials today. We're going to talk about the good ones and the bad ones and the ones where people say weird shit like this. True traders trade on a trademark trade platform that has Get all the... the computer, trader! My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hey, Veeves. Hey, Andrew. First off, something very special about the show today. Very special. I asked you if you knew what it was. You said no. But then as the theme of music was rolling... You removed one of your headphones and mouthed at me, I know what's special now. I think I know what it is. What is it? It's this show 225. We're recording and releasing it on 225. So if you're into numerology, or this might be the, the show. Or the Salamancas. <laughs> Sorry. It's a Breaking Bad joke. Yeah. Ringing the bell. Right. He's a character who rings a bell I a get lot. it. Yeah, it, it's a weird thing to introduce here. But uh, yeah, so if you're into numerology, uh, this might be the show for you. This has been such a special month when it comes to numbers. I'm not into numerology, but I'm just into fanciful things. I love that <laughs> we have, you know, 0202-2020. We had 0220-2020. Should I, shall I go on? Oh, please. Uh, we How many... How many ways can we save dates in February? I don't know, but I just know that I've had a lot of fun this month writing checks and whatnot. Okay. I haven't written any checks. Uh, that's not what we're here to talk about today. We are here to talk about traitors, or as I call them, Benedict Adnals. Yeah, that is real bad. Yeah, like, you know, but it seems like it, I thought you like the bad puns, I know, but the somehow, bad wordplay. I don't know. I guess we yeah. found my limit. No, we didn't. We found one that you didn't come up with. <laughs> if you had come up with that, you would love it. I think I would have said Ben Addict Arnold. Oh, interesting. I would have put the ad in the Benedict. I feel like that gets into addiction issues, though. That's I true. I think it's misleading. So we're not going with... I thought you'd be so excited... I just I can't I can't read you today, Veeves. Sorry, I really can't. So we're not going with Benedict Adnals. No, for the show I mean, title. we may have to because there there comes a point after every show when we're just staring at each other <laughs> in this tiny overheated room, going, I don't know, that's fine, that's, call it that. That's fine. So when you get a show call that has it. a particularly lame title, it's often because we ran out of steam or a particularly awesome title like today's. Benedict Adnals. What are we talking about? Uh, we are talking about traitors in this way. I went to Ad Age today, and I tried to read all the articles it would let me read without sure. paying for them. Uh, and one of them was a roundup <laughs> of brand new commercials. And one of them was highlighting a Wendy's commercial. We'll, we'll play it for you in a second. But they are using a spokesperson or, a, I guess, somebody in the commercial who used to be the head corporate chef of McDonald's. Yes. And now he it's is appearing in a Wendy's commercial. And so I thought, ooh, traitor, traitor. So we will be going over other traitor-esque uh, TV commercials today. And the ad council. I didn't even look at the ad council because I, I received zero voicemails from the listeners today. That's I was a little very bit, disappointing, I was ad a council. little bit hurt by that. I mean, I'm not mad. 
just disappointed. 607-444-5597 is how you reach us. I've always heard in radio, they teach you this in radio school. If you want people to call, act really desperate and thirsty. Right, yeah. 607-444-5597. Make it sound like it's, it's the only thing keeping you from jumping off a cliff. <laughs> exactly. Anything good in the Ad Council today off of Facebook? Yeah, Facebook is always great. There's always, uh, I mean, not the company, obviously, but there's but, the, <laughs> but our Facebook group is always great, and there's always fun things going on there, so we have some fun things to share from that. Okay, good. So I'll leave you in charge of that. And I will get into some of these Benedict Adnals. I didn't know that you were already familiar with this um, oh, yeah. Wendy's commercial. Is this already on television? Oh, yeah. It's on television all the time. Oh, really? Yes. Where are you seeing it? Do you mind me asking? Like, what are you watching? I don't know. And what kind of TV? I watch all kind of TV. I watch the crash em ups I mm-hmm. watch the Solvums. Um, I watch the romantic comedies. The Solvum ups The Solvum ups yeah. Yeah, I guess. I watch say- a lot of, like, I watch a lot of TV. I watch a lot of reruns of, like, old detective shows. Mm-hmm. I will watch uh, however many times they want to put, you know, Con Air on the air. I'll I'll watch it. So like just junk TV, really. It's this is I don't know that. Uh, although I do think that they're probably running this at some fairly like prime time uh, spots as well. According to iSpot TV, where we look at a lot of these commercials and they give you some very basic metrics again without paying. If you pay, you get more metrics. But it says uh, it recently aired on Grown Ups the movie. Airing on yeah. the Paramount I mean, I, did, I don't watch Grown Ups movie. I I have a floor, mm. but that comports with what the kind oh, of thing right. that you I re- watch. Grown Ups is the Adam Sandler one. Yes. Is it that bad? It's pretty bad. Okay. I knew Grown Ups 2 was much maligned. Well, I actually have seen Grown Ups 2. I haven't seen Grown Ups, but I've seen Grown Ups 2 because... There was there's a great podcast called The Worst Idea of All Time. Oh, These yeah. two Kiwi guys watch the same terrible movie every week for a year, and one year they did Grown Ups too. So I, I watched Grown Ups too, so I could so I could enjoy them not enjoying it. And for a as year. The, so they watch it every week for a year, and then they just become more and more. I guess. I mean, it's like they watching break down some, over time. Yeah, it's like watching somebody intentionally descend into madness. Wow, it's great. Kind of what I see you do when I give you my pun suggestions during the show. Oh, my God. Don't take uh, it so personally. <laughs> uh, what do you think of the commercial? See, I just happened to read about it today, so I read about it before I saw it. As a casual observer, does this commercial really stand out? Well, I knew exactly what you were talking about when you when you referenced it. So I guess it stands out in that way. I think anytime a big brand that has, like, an opposite number, you know, that when we've talked about, we've talked on this show, we've done like ad wars over things like cola and fast food. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like when there's sort of two big category leaders that are like going head to head all the time. Um, and, you know, in fast food, there's probably a, a handful of them. Um, I always, I, t- I do take notice when they get so specific about acknowledging that their competition uh, is the competition. Mm-hmm. Um and I also will say, and I think this has bacon on it, which I don't eat, but I will say that this burger looks 
delicious. Mm-hmm. It's a breakfast burger. Oh, it's a breakfast burger. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's not just a burger. Yeah. So here's the deal with this. Wendy's trying to Welcome get Welcome to the- America, home of the breakfast burger. Wendy's, though, this is a big deal, right? Like yeah. with the saturated markets, we knew this. We saw this coming. Been talking about it for probably a decade now as a I can't believe it society. took them this long. But, um, you know, McDonald's really owned the breakfast fast food game for a long time. And then as markets kind of got saturated and everybody's kind of like, we got all the customers we can get. What can we do? More restaurants. Uh, I think Taco Bell went really heavy on the breakfast. Sure. And now Wendy's is getting in on the breakfast thing. And so. And of course, McDonald's went to 24 hour breakfast that's or, right. or, or all, all day breakfast, yeah, I guess. Right. Um, and so in this one, we see a guy, uh, it's, I think this is a weird commercial. I actually don't think it's a very good commercial. It starts very mysterious. We see a guy kind of walking through shadowed hallways, approaching something. We hear his voice in the voiceover, um, which I'll play for you here in a moment, uh, talking about how, uh, Wendy's should probably just stay in its lane. Cause if they're going to try breakfast, it's not going to be that good. And we see close-ups though, of this sandwich being made. We see I love the idea the that any fast food place could fail to make a breakfast sandwich that's tasty like it's a super easy formula mm-hmm. grease grease and and carbs yeah i will say though staunchly and unironically and this just came up in a conversation the other day i think you were a part of it yeah. that the invention of syrup soaked biscuits for those mcdonald's you, you McGriddles, love you mcgriddle so good and i don't i don't eat a lot of fast food compared no to the you don't even American. eat a lot of french toast or anything and, and, nev- um, you never order like pancakes food? and stuff i never i mean like wow like once a year i'll get a breakfast sandwich from a fast food place maybe twice if you're traveling or something um but the mcgriddle is freaking good yeah it's so good um, but anyway, that's not what this is about. This is this Wendy's commercial. Anyway, the guy who's walking, as we already told you, uh, and the guy whose voice you're going to hear, is the former head corporate chef of McDonald's. Also, that's Vivaldi that you're hearing, in case you're curious. Maybe Wendy's should just stick to what they're good at. I'll try it, but I have a lot of doubts. My name is Mike Harris. I'm a former corporate chef for McDonald's. Holy. And then it says, well, actually, what did it, what was it? Mike's new favorite breakfast available on March 2nd, 2020. Burger and then he great. does a literal chef's kiss, and yeah. he's wearing chef's whites. And also, like these commercials that are like obsessed with like coming so close to swearing or swearing and will yeah. beep it out. Like it's like I'm it, not impressed. I'm not impressed anymore. And also, Burger King did it better first and better. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think this commercial is that great, frankly. No, I don't think it's, it's getting it's, a lot of buzz though. I don't think it's that great, and I also feel like it's this. I and it's interesting that you picked this idea of talking about people who switch sides. And, and shill for the competition because Wendy's isn't even the first to come up with that by far. You mean like, well, what do you mean? Well, like the like the Sprint ones. Oh, OK. Know? Yeah. I wasn't sure if you were leading into that because I was going to say like the, the godfather of these commercials. Well, I, I don't know if they did it first, but the ones you think of first are um, the, the can you hear me now, guys? Paul Marcarelli. Is that his name? Yeah. Mar- um, Marcarelli, maybe. Marcarelli, originally from Sprint. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? This is the original commercial from 2002. Can you hear me now? Good. 
Can you hear me now? How do you build America's Good. largest wireless network? Can you hear me now? Good. By never being satisfied. Can you hear me now? Good. Until no matter where you go. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Your call goes through. Can you hear me now? Good. Verizon Wireless. We never stop working for you. You should get James Earl Jones to switch sides. Yeah, I know, right? Because with the Darth Vader implications. Exactly, right? He switched sides. He takes off his helmet and he suddenly likes Sprint. (laughs) Or or he suddenly likes the other one. Here, this gets to what you were talking about before. Veeves, I wrote the sentence a million times on our show sheet. Uh, This is the Sprint guy that became the... No, the Verizon guy that became... The Sprint Sprint guy becomes Verizon guy? Like, I don't... all I know is this guy is annoying. And I will say that he was not annoying in these original. T- I know we've covered this before, so I'll try yeah. not to feed a dead horse No, watching those old ones, I was like, oh, yeah, I used to like him. Yeah. And the difference is he's not the spokesman in yes, the original Verizon commercials. He's a character who's going around who has one line over and over. A couple of times he has a quick little smirk, but it comes off as cute. Yeah. Not so irritating like he does these days it's with not, his yeah because now the ads are like about his treachery and he is so cocky sounding and what's the word we always use we did a whole show smug smug we did a whole show on smugness based on him so of course he famously switched sides or basically he famously got paid by a different company yes company i reread the, uh, some of the early articles about this they dropped this um in 2011, during the NBA Finals, pretty big, you know, ad buy there. Did you say 2011? Yes, ma'am. That's what I. That's what I read. I'm pretty sure. The new one. Do you want me to double check this? Does that seem too long ago to you? I can't believe he's been doing these Verizon ones for nine years. Okay, you know what? I think you caught me in a mistake here. I think you caught me in a mistake here. I think it was 2016. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah, why did I... I saw 2011 somewhere. Well, it's probably all the numerology that yes, I was doing at the top of the show. This is why numerology is so dangerous. They dropped this originally in 2025. <laughs> in the year uh, 2525. Thanks for catching me on that. Yes, of course. Um, as a matter of fact, I, is there a chance that I was wrong about the 2002? That's right, though. I that think sounds that, right, yeah. That's right. Um, so, of course, Verizon... Uh, after Sprint, um, I'm sorry, after Verizon got rid of him and said, we won't be needing your services anymore, he lays low for a while, and then Sprint uh, calls him up and says, hey, would you like work? Uh, but I love the way... How do you feel about money? Yes. Haven't seen you around much. Yeah. Did, were you in the new Marvel? You weren't in the new Marvel. <laughs> were, were you in the Avengers? No. Good. Then you might have time to be in our bullshit Sprint commercials. The reason I'm a little bit salty about it is this... I, I might even have the quote here, actually, because we were looking up the um, the uh, the article that I just got the date from was from Fast Company uh, and it's from 2016, as you rightly point out. Sprint's vice president of communications, Dave Tovar, says the whole thing came together in just the last two weeks with the brand's agency... Uh, Deutsch, in-house marketing team, and PR team all involved. Okay, I didn't need to read that. Here's the interesting part. Quote, we reached out to Paul and we talked to him about the progress we've made with our network. He's <laughs> and he op- was like, I'm really interested He's in op- what kind of pay scale we're talking about here. He's obviously been around the industry for a long time. So we asked him, try out our service. See what you think about it. He was impressed. So we asked how he'd feel about being more than a customer and doing a campaign with us. That, oh my God. Why did they make I'm, up this whole story? Dave Tovar. I love this. Dave Tovar, you're a liar. He is a fabulist. I love this, like this 
fantasy he's woven of like well really like we we, we first heard us reaching out to you as a customer in the back of our heads we're thinking maybe we we'd said, hire Paul, you let's go on a two-week retreat Paul, and just jam just... about sprint <laughs> service let's just like let's not even think about what's next like just enjoy sprint service paul take four of our burners use them for a week and then just come yeah. back i just want to first thing top just of your head top of your popcorn. head <laughs> That story is such bullshit. I love it. They call on and they're like, you're not lo- working, right? What you know if we, what? what Dave if you came to our Tovar side and we paid is, a, is a frustrated fiction writer. <laughs> That's right. Spinning a tail as oh old as God. time. I hope he listens. Can you imagine being married to Dave Tovar? You don't. You never trust him. Well, here's how it worked. I, you know what? <laughs> I was working on a project and I thought, you know, I'm just going to work through lunch and uh, then I'll get out early. And that was my plan. But boy, once you start really digging into something, you stay at the office really late. Then my fake lips that I always keep with lipstick fell onto my collar. That's right. What a weird way to end that. Uh, Accusing Dave Tovar of infidelity. (laughs) What is wrong with me? I'm just going for ratings at this point. Hey, I'm Paul. And I used to ask if you could hear me now at Verizon. Not anymore. I'm with Sprint now, because guess what? It's 2016, and every network is great. In fact, it's in the commercial. Is now he says 2016 in the commercial. And Sprint saves you 50% of most Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile rates. So I switched to Sprint, and millions more have, too. Can you hear that? Can Don't you hear let a that? 1% difference you know, cost weird... you twice as much. Sweet. I almost said interesting thing. I don't think that's fair. But one... Detail of that commercial is at the end, it seems like he's called a car service and he's about to get into a car. It's just a small, weird thing. Do you notice that at the end? Because he's holding his smartphone and then a car pulls up alongside of him and you can tell it's got a little sticker in the window. It's not Lyft. It's not Uber, but it's clearly something along those lines it's supposed to indicate that. Then we, we just see him kind of make a motion to walk towards that car at the very end. We don't see him get in. I wonder Why? Yeah, I guess it's just to create like a little bit of verisimilitude of mm-hmm. like, oh, this is he's just life. It's just life. You know, he's just out there. Oh, hello. Oh, hi. I didn't see you there. Camera crew. Tovar came up with that's classic Tovar. Classic Tovar. You can feel Tovar all fingerprints oh, all over yeah. that, can't you? You really can. <laughs> Do you know who Harry and Louise are? Uh, I don't. This was huge. And I think this is a generational thing where you and I are just slightly too young. We're alive and old enough to be following politics, but a little bit too young, I think, to follow them that closely or to remember. But Harry and Louise were a couple of uh, fictional characters, but the actors' names really were Harry and Louise. And they were they were hired by the Insurance Association in the 1990s to uh, be in a whole bunch of commercials pushing back on Clinton's health care reform efforts. Uh-huh. And so... And I don't know much about what was introduced policy-wise during that time. But, of course, they were portraying it as the government is going to step in and take away our right to choose. Sure. Isn't it great instead having private insurance? Yeah. And yes, we need to change the system a little bit, but we need to change it so that we have, as customers, more uh, more rights. And we certainly don't want the government making those decisions for us. So here, I'm actually going to play for you... Um, you know what? I was going to cut into this video. I actually found a video of somebody introducing these commercials on C-SPAN back in 1994. And I was going to go right to the commercial, but I'm actually going to let you hear this newscaster from C-SPAN introduce these. Harry and 
the Louise ads, and what we thought we would do is show you the evolution of these ads, including the most recent one, uh, a spin-off of those ads, which was released this past Thursday by the Democratic National Committee. Here's what they look like. So the first one is not the one from the DNC that's firing back. The first one is kind of the, the um, I believe, original Harry and Louise. From the 90s. Commercial from the 90s. This was covered under our old plan. Oh, yeah, that was a good one, wasn't it? Things are changing, and not all for the better. The government may force us to pick from a few health care plans designed by government bureaucrats. Having choices we don't like is no choice at all. Yeah, they choose. We lose. For reforms that protect what we have, call toll-free. Know the facts. If we let the government choose, we lose. Call today. Paid for by the Coalition of Health Insurance Choices. But basically, this was you know, created by the healthcare industry. And then the health insurance industry. I'm sorry. Thank you for that correction too. In, in, uh, back in the nineties. Um, and then the Democrats or, you know, somebody who was pushing for healthcare reform along the Clintonian lines, they started releasing bizarre ads to push back. In this one, you have a guy talking directly to the camera, telling an alternative history of Harry and Louise, okay? Are you ready for this? Yes. So one thing I didn't mention about that uh, last commercial is we see when it opens that there's some text on the screen that says, sometime in the near future. So clearly these this couple, Harry and Louise, are right. already the, feeling the, the pain. The dystopian Clinton health, health reform has occurred, and we all live in a communist nightmarescape. Right. And the reason I bring that up now, because now in this commercial with the man talking directly to the camera, he's telling what happens next. You've probably seen a yuppie couple named Harry and Louise on TV recently questioning the president's health care plan. Well, I thought I'd bring you up to date. Harry lost his job and also his insurance. Louise owned a small struggling company that couldn't afford group insurance, so she'd always depended on Harry's policy. Unfortunately, she had a pre-existing condition that prevented her from obtaining new coverage. Now, it's true, Louise he should have gone into the hospital earlier, but she didn't want to eat into their savings. Eventually, she and Harry gave up their country club memberships and sold their expensive <laughs> foreign car, but by then, it was too late. Boom! We see the camera pans out. He's in a graveyard. He is tapping this, Louise's gravestone. This guy is so thrilled that this fictional couple died. He gets paid He's, by the word, for starters. Yes, well, they really so missed, I, the, they missed the tone. Yes. By a country mile. By that point, it was too late. They pull back, and we see that Louise is dead. He's leaning on her grave. We're about halfway through this. Very nice service. Harry doesn't get out here much. He got a job making commercials in another state. His new company doesn't have an insurance plan, and after paying off Louise's hospital bills, he can't afford one. Sad story. The insurance <laughs> That's why I'm grinning like... <laughs> Yep. system that's always been there. That's what they told Teddy Roosevelt when he proposed a national plan almost 100 years ago. I guess they're still working on it. Oh, hey, by the way, if you see Harry, tell him to hang in there. The president's plan is just around the corner. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so that's the response. That is bananas. The tone, He is, like, grinning. He's got the biggest shit-eating grin on his face so throughout weird. that whole story. He's tapping the gravestone like it's a car, like yeah. it's a new car or He's something. He's so it's stoked very that weird. this fictional couple uh, lost their health, health coverage and died. So now you're thinking to yourself, uh, this podcast is supposed to be about traitors. Where's all of the betrayal? Well, here's a Harry and Louise commercial when they make a comeback in 2009. And this time... It's the same actors, by the mm -hmm. way, and they were hired by 
I, I don't want to say the Obama administration, but somebody who was pushing for Obamacare. And now they are older, obviously, quite a bit older. And uh, uh, I guess talking about the virtues of an Obamacare system. Well, it looks like we may finally get health care reform. It's about time, because every day, more and more people are finding they can't afford health care. Or they're losing coverage. We need good coverage people can afford. Coverage they can get. Even if they have a pre-existing condition. And coverage they can keep if they change jobs. Or lose their jobs. Sounds simple enough. A little more cooperation, a little less politics, and we can get the job done this time. That is paid for by, who is that paid for by? The Pharmaceutical Researchers and Manufacturers of America slash Families USA. Interesting. But anyway, uh, that was the betrayal, 2009. I'm really disappointed that that commercial didn't, didn't like, reset and acknowledge that they're the same couple. I mean, mm-hmm. I know that they are, and I guess for people who are paying attention, they'll recognize them or they'll recognize the setting or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly the same kitchen table, but it's very similar to the way the first one is, is framed. Mm-hmm. But I wish they had said, hey, Harry, remember, you know... 20 years ago or what 15 years ago we were so young and and naive back yeah. then like we really thought that like government reform of healthcare was going to turn us turn us into a a communist dystopia mm. thank goodness we've matured i mean like obviously it wouldn't have to be all that but i would have liked something that like kind of acknowledged the wrongness of their former position mm-hmm. that would have that would have been more fun for me i couldn't agree more <laughs> Doctor, doctor, what should I do? Tell me. This song is even more appropriate while we're talking about healthcare. Um, yeah, no, good, good job, doctor, doctoring that commercial. You're absolutely <laughs> right. And I think, and again, I'll bet you we have listeners who know so much more about these old ads, yeah. than we do. But I got the impression they were like a cultural phenomenon. Well, they at probably the time. were pretty effective. I mean, the Clinton healthcare, you know famously failed to launch so yeah and i think you know with everybody and in a certain way it goes back to what we we're talking about earlier when you go directly at a competitor you end up kind of mixing the messages and you can't even remember like what do they represent anymore you got one guy tapping on their grave you know you know <laughs> so weird it's so do weird. yourself a favor go to the facebook group watch this guy gleefully tell you how this couple's life spiraled into into descent. It's almost Paul esque. Couldn't you see Paul from Sprint being <laughs> oh. like glib about? I I mean that's that's even too low for that's Paul. Too low for Paul. Really, I think so. Um, but you're absolutely right about that. Like, oh, but I, I was going to say, I it was probably such a cultural phenomenon that this probably got some earned media. I know it did. That's how I came up with it. I came across some news stories about about these folks when I was searching for, you know, trader commercials. And so people are like, they're back. And, you know, so people who were like really following politics back then yeah. um, probably auto- automatically had that connection. But it had been so much more interesting to bring in other people in on the joke. Yeah. I mean quote-unquote joke it would have been great i mean maybe they couldn't get the rights to the original but like somehow have a clip from the original you know like yeah i would have loved to seen more reference to the original um and and how and i think that it would actually even improve the story to have two people say like hey we were you know we were in our our late 30s and we thought we would never get sick and that we would never be without work you know we didn't think there would ever be a recession i mean Mm -hmm. this is like coming out of that when that 
ad for for Obamacare was made, like they were coming out of the recession. Tons of mm-hmm. people lost their jobs. Tons of people lost their health insurance. Um, insurance costs had skyrocketed at that point. Like there are there's so many ways to frame that and say like now that we're all a little older and wiser like let's make a mm-hmm. good decision and 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 yeah well i guess you're right on that i was even going to say also like just the whole the the way work looks like in 2009 and certainly 2020 is very different right. than it looked like in the 80s yeah. piecing together hey, jobs I, hey i'm harry and i haven't gigs. had a full-time job in years now i drive uber yeah um you threw these on the list, or at least you gave me the idea of the 1995, I want to say, commercial uh, where you have the Pepsi truck driver and the Coke truck driver, and they meet in a diner. Now, this was... This was huge. Yeah. Was this a Super Bowl ad? It it seems like it must have been. I yeah. feel like this was an iconic commercial. It sure was, yeah. Uh, but this is one where I had to keep on reminding myself, wait, who... Who's drinking <laughs> whose soda at the end? But to be very clear. Who's drinking whose milkshake you, here? Well, you're looking at it. Would you know off the top of your head? Or? Well, the reason I know is because whenever it is, um, whenever it's a head-to-head, uh, we're mm. better, it's always Pepsi. Pepsi's always Coke, trying to fight Coke. Because Coke doesn't deign yeah. to mix it up with Pepsi. Yeah, good point. And they're still Pepsi doing who? that. They're still who doing that. 1995, this commercial came out, if I'm to believe YouTube, and why wouldn't I? Um, <laughs> YouTube's never lied to me yet. <laughs> That's right. And, um, you know, 25 years later, we have another Super Bowl where you still have them being like, Pepsi's not That's just okay. Saying. Like, they're uh, lose it, Pepsi. Over and over and over. Forget about it. They have to go for the bigger, they have to punch up. And I don't feel like RC Cola's out there doing that. RC's <laughs> yes. just doing its own thing. Yeah, its own RC's lane. doing its own thing. Royal Crown. Hugely successful, um, that Royal Crown soda. Yep, but you're absolutely right. It's a Pepsi commercial. You have the two uh, truck drivers. You see one is already at the diner. Then a Pepsi truck pulls in. And um, at first, they kind of give each other skeptical looks like, oh, the competition's here. But then they start uh, swapping stories and showing them. <laughs> Showing each other, and they realize they're both members of the Teamsters Union, and that's actually a much stronger bond. (laughs) Right? They're They're working the holidays. By the way, you see it snowing outside. I think they even mentioned that. And then at the end, uh, the Pepsi guy pushes uh, his. I'm sorry, the Coke guy pushes his Coke to the Pepsi guy so that he can have a sip. And then, am I messing this up? Basically, Uh, the Pepsi guy at the end. No, no, the Coke guy at the end takes a sip of Pepsi and then doesn't want to give it back. He doesn't want to give it back, yeah, because Pepsi's so delicious. Exactly. Thanks, darling. Here's Coke. Woo! What can I get you? Ah, Blueberry pie and uh, Pepsi. Got it. Thanks. Good song. Let's serve the Pepsi guy a, a Pepsi in a can. Now they're shaking hands. Throwing down a little bit. Working late on the holidays. Yeah. It's hard on the kids. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Coke slides his Coke over to Pepsi. Takes a little sip. You know. Smiles. Now Pepsi slides his Pepsi over to Coke. He takes a sip. And he's not giving it back. 
and then it turns into a huge <laughs> which turns brawl, into a brawl. Which that surprised me. I did not remember that part of it. At the end, we it's see it's a weird tag. <laughs> a last shot from outside the diner, and we see a chair go through the Wouldn't window. Wouldn't you think Pepsi guy fighting. would just be like, "Yeah, keep it, friend." Exactly. I'll spend it's another. It's 1995. I'll spend 35 cents exactly. on another can of Coke. But can you take a one? Can you take one guess to what my biggest problem with this ad is? You you hate Jefferson Airplane. I hate Jefferson Airplane. Is that who does that song? Yeah. Um, no. What's my biggest problem with this ad? Um, well, I thought it would have been that it escalated into a fight. Uh, I don't know. What the fuck restaurant is serving both Pepsi and Coke uh, products? They get they they right. contract with one or the other. That is a good point. There's no way this is even happening. And I happen to know for a fact that Coke employees, although I doubt that he's a technically a Coke employee, but Coke employees can't even go into restaurants that mm. don't serve Coke. And I bet Pepsi's mm. the same way. Because like, I know that like of chain restaurants or fast food restaurants, like Taco Bell famously is a uh, Pepsi establishment. Right. Oh, my goodness. Marketing works, by the way. You want a little fast food <laughs> slash really um, uh, Pepsi Cola story that I came across this week? Because yes. I was watching one of the... Um, sorry, I'm trying to find my words here. I was watching television. We'll start with there. And okay. it, one of these KFC ads comes on. I can't remember which one it is. It's for something that doesn't even look that good to me. But then at the end... They show like the family meal of chicken, and that's fine. But they show a pint glass filled with some sort of yellowish Mountain Dew. And have I, have we talked about this already? No. And it's a color that looks really appealing to me. It looks like kind of mango colored, like uh, which I I love this mango Gatorade stuff. And there's something I've seen this final shot on this KFC commercial so many times. And I think in the back of my head, I'm always like, that soda looks good. And there's just something about it that looks really appealing to me. And and I saw that if you look closely, you can see that it says Mountain Dew something. Uh, hold on. Mountain Dew Sweet Stream, I want to say. <laughs> I know. That sounds like a sex crime. I know. What is it? Uh, uh Mount Sweet Lightning. And if you look really close <laughs> in the commercial, it says Sweet Lightning. So I look it up. What is Sweet Lightning? And it's a beverage that you can only get at KFC. What? Do you think that's interesting? Really I know I messed up that this. story, yeah. but there I have a, no desire to KFC go into KFC. Soda? Yes, I think that, but it's, it is a Mountain Dew flavor, but it's a Mountain Dew flavor that they teamed up with KFC. And of course, I'm reading the press release and they're even saying like how it, it's specially formulated to bring out the flavors sure. of the chicken. Sure. Yes. I would like to talk to the Somalian, please. <laughs> Isn't that from Workaholics? He doesn't know the word Somalier. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yes. And so, of course, you know, you get the press release. Oh, new soda. But honestly, that almost worked. On, I know a bunch of places around Seattle that has much better fried chicken than KFC. So I probably will not be going to a KFC anytime soon. But sometimes a small little thing like seeing a refreshing soda that I can only get at KFC plants an idea in my head. Okay, you want to ride that sweet lightning? I really do. Yes. Well, it's better than sweet stream. Yeah. Oh, yes. You you accidentally came up with something that is grosser than sweet lightning. <laughs> sweet lightning is one of those things that makes me think like, yeah, we probably are in some sort of matrix s simulation. <laughs> that can't be real. I mean, it all. I mean, couldn't you see like an old blues guy from like the fifties being called Sweet Lightning? 
uh, sure. Okay. Or or like it also sounds a lot like a, a brand of moonshine. Yeah, I could see that. Did you know, Genevieve, that they rebooted that? Which Pepsi? actually is kind of appropriate, right? Because Mountain Dew was originally moonshine. Oh, yeah. right? I think it was. Is that right? Or that's the that's the legend. Did we talk about this on the show? Have we confirmed that? I don't know. Let's move on. Let's move on. Because I brought up too many questions already that we don't have answers for. Um, did you know that they rebooted this in 2010, by the way? No, the uh, the Coke Pe- versus Pepsi. That actually rings a bell, but remind, I don't remember what it happened. You know, at first, this had a vibe to me that I thought it might have been a spec commercial. You know how sometimes people will just, we did a whole show on this, people will produce their own commercials for a real product and then hope to get the attention of right. that product and they, or just build and they up get their kind of, sizzle reel. And they get kind of, sometimes they make it into to the news and it'll be called like a banned commercial yeah. which is it's rarely been banned it's just something that is not a real commercial because the product in question did not pay for it yes i actually saw one today that purported to be a banned commercial it looked like it was probably from the 90s or early 2000s i don't know if it was actually a if it aired in foreign markets if it really was uh, a spec commercial or what it was but while i was looking for pepsi coke commercials like this on the theme of betrayal this was a good commercial little kid walks up to a vending machine puts in a few quarters gets a can of coke close up on the can of coke looks really good he sets it on the ground takes a few more uh coins puts it in the machine gets another can of coke sets it on the ground steps up on the two cans of coke so that he can reach the Pepsi button all oh, the way at the that's top a, that's a pretty of the sub. vending machine. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, and again, again, Pepsi. It'll, it'll always be Pepsi <laughs> that is you that is that is taking shots at Coke. But that's a good that's a good ad. It was a good uh, conceit. Anyway, this commercial that I landed on at first, I thought it was a spec commercial, but I don't think it is because it's got an actor, Richard. I'm going to say Spite, although I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Uh, he plays uh, Gabriel on Supernatural. I've never seen Supernatural, but I know it's a real culty show that. If I think of people who like it, yeah, really I know. I think it has really an like avid it. fan base. Yeah, um, and so when I went to the YouTube, all these people were like, "I'm here for Gabriel." Anyway, this is a, a supposedly a 2010 commercial, and this time it's Pepsi Max and Coke Zero. Uh, but basically, the plot is essentially the same. Um, you see the Pepsi Max truck pull up. A Coke Zero truck is already outside the diner. Answer me this, Genevieve. You'll, you'll be able to tell the one guy's younger, I believe. That's Richard Spite. Is the other guy... There's no way the other guy is the original truck driver, right? I think he's too young. What can I get you? I'll take the special and a Pepsi Max, please. That's not the original guy, It's is not, it? but it sure looks like him. He's very reminiscent, but too young, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think he's too young. I think it's just a guy who was cast to look a lot like the, the original Coke driver. Good song. Great song. He moves over. They shake hands. They're going to sit next to each other. So Pepsi Max has zero calories, huh? Yep. Coke Zero guy is taking a sip of the Pepsi Max. How many calories? Zero. Zero? Zero. I think he likes it. He's drinking it all. (laughs) <laughs> now the other guy, the uh, Pepsi delivery guy, takes out his phone and starts videotaping the Coke guy as he's drinking the Pepsi Max. YouTube. Oh. 
Suddenly the coke guy realizes that he's about to be on YouTube drinking a Pepsi. Now that's why you have a fight. And then he gets thrown through the window. Much that makes so much line. more sense, right? Yes, I love that punchline. Yeah. By the way, I see in that one, it's the actual guy who is thrown through the window. Was I wrong in the previous ad? I thought that a stool or something was thrown through a window. In the- I think that it's just a, the glass breaks. I don't think we see a body come out, but it's also from a, it's a further away shot. So yeah. it's a little bit harder to tell. But I think like a big, you know, rarely do they improve on those kinds of like sequel commercials. Mm-hmm. Uh, see also uh, Jake from State Farm. Oh my god! But uh, I think that's a good sequel and a and a an improved punchline. Did we already talk about this one? This is really stretching the theme here, but um, I think the voiceover will explain this enough. Tell me if this rings a bell. This is a Surface Laptop too, and this is a real person named Mackenzie Book. Hi, I'm MacBook. So Mac, Mac book, Mackenzie book. I feel like we've talked about this one. We've also done one where Ronald McDonald's people whose name are Ronald McDonald like Burger King, or I think Burger King, maybe Wendy. You talk about this one. You will never guess who's loving Taco oh, Bell's right. new Taco AM Bell. Crunch Wrap. I'm Ronald McDonald. I'm Ronald McDonald from Vero Beach, Florida. I'm Ronald McDonald, and I'm from Easton, Maryland. I am the Ronald McDonald. Got an AM Crunch Wrap here. You know what my favorite thing about this commercial is? The only thing I remember about it is Ronald McDonald. I don't remember who, what food they're eating. I just remember the glory days of making fun of something called an AM Crunch Wrap. <laughs> <laughs> like, who? Now I just accept it as I part mean, of the lexicon. They have, like, Taco Bell has so many ridiculous names for their foods. Right. As I said one time, like, can you imagine? I, I honestly have this thought. I'm not even trying to be super clever here. You're watching the commercials for the latest invention of Taco Bell. It's all just the same ingredients over and over, right. but just like supersized or power punched or flavor blasted in some way. Sure. And they come up with crazy names for them. And I always think like, what is the shit that doesn't go to market? Yeah. What is the stuff that's rejected? Right. And AM Crunchwrap, like that name. It cleared the bar. Like it's, I mean, Gordita Lida or like whatever you want to call these other yeah. names like okay fine they're not they're inoffensive and they're within your kind of like branding but AM Crunchwrap sounds like they were on deadline yeah they had a they pulled the first three post-its off of their <laughs> brainstorm board so yeah well we got uh, morning AM okay uh, what about the yeah. second degree? what does it do crunch okay and what's its <laughs> shape wrap uh, we need a time we need a shape <laughs> <laughs> We need a style. Anyway, AM Crunchwrap. That really does sound like the jury was deadlocked and they yeah. just came up with that. But, I think they um, should have gone with Flavor Hexagon. <laughs> get into the flavor. Actually, that is better. Fla- flavor Hex. Get in. Get in. You could have had like kind of get into the hexagon like right? a wrestling like the ring, thing. Like yeah. The, like the, I think that's an octagon. But, but add in two this more case, sides, right. you got a flavor octagon. But I think a hexagon would still be. And then you're, you're getting into the hexagon. Yeah. I'm into it. Right. Right. Putting, it's a it's very hexual. <laughs> they could have called it. Hex- it's got hex appeal. <laughs> they could have called it actual healing. <laughs> so I guess we know what is on the cutting room floor. In a way, I don't hear words saying. I think hex appeal though is actually good. Uh huh. Want to name the show that? <laughs> no, I know you're very proud of. Benedict Adnold. I'm not going to push it through. Benedict Adnold just makes me sound like I have the flu. Yeah, I know. You think of adenoids? Uh, Okay, cool. 
I realized that I was probably talking too much in that segment, so let me hand it over to you. Well, let's stay in the fast food arena, shall we? The fast food what? Hexagon? The fast food hexagon. Um, This is from listener Corinne, and she posted this on Facebook, and I was kind of like... What's the big deal? It's a it's a fillet of fish ad. Like who care? Who cares? She writes. This was current. This is currently playing way too loud in my chiropractor's waiting room. Okay. And I so I was like, whatever. It's gonna be just a, a McDonald's commercial. But she's right. This would be a crazy song to get stuck in your head in your chiropractor's waiting room. So yeah. this has got sort of a. It's got a very like. Wes Anderson-y vibe, like very Steve Zissou kind of underseas. Steve Zissou, like, uh, you know. Uh, submarine people out in the ocean, and or, or I guess I guess there's a submarine guy, and then there the, there's a, a a boat of fishermen. Hmm. Uh, it's I'm not describing it very well, but it's got kind of an uh, an absurd or surreal vibe to it. Mm-hmm. But the song is what you really want to listen for. <laughs> got a fishing boat and they see a yellow submarine raise up of your McDonald's favorites for just five dollars. Choose between the classic chicken sandwich, like it. I like chicken it. McNuggets, and the filet of fish sandwich. It's such an earworm, and I can understand not wanting to. If I'm like in trying to get in like chiropractor headspace, uh-huh. maybe I don't want this blasting at mm-hmm. me. But I actually really like it, and I had not seen it before. I love the submarine that pops up. It's, it's like a so cartoony weird toy submarine. Everything's kind of realistic looking on the fishing boat. Then this like yellow plasticky submarine pops up, and at then- one point, one of those talking. Wall rubber wall fish sings at you, and I wonder if that's the inspiration for the sound of the voice. Mix and match two of your McDonald's. I love the, like the at one point the the tugboat or the fishing boat captain is just like rocking out in the in the cabin of the boat. Yeah. Uh, this is also from Corinne, and I really wanted to bring this up because I've been laughing about it to myself all week. Um, you may remember we've been talking a lot about the teeter. Mm, the, Roger Teeter's teeter. Roger Teeter's teeter totter. Um, and we, every time we struggle to explain what it what it is, like what this sort of device is. And this is what Corinne writes. By the way, Genevieve, I guess you and Andrew have no prior experience with inversion tables. It always tickles me to hear you two describe the teeter device in painstaking detail instead of just saying. It's an inversion table. I, an right. inversion like, table I sounds to... like a math thing. <laughs> well, I wonder if we are the only ones who are so huh. so unfamiliar with this device as to be unable to succinctly explain what it Maybe, is. Maybe, yeah. But anyway, for th- for future reference, it's an inversion table. <laughs> what are the chances that I'll ever even remember that it's called an inversion table? I'll remember. Uh, all right. Sounds good. Inversion table. It does sound like something that you learn in math class. Yeah, it right? sounds... I, it, I, I think if I... Without any additional context, if someone said inversion table, I would assume it was an engineering term. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, this next one is from listener Rachel. Um, so apparently Hardee's... God, God, it's all fast food today. I didn't think about that. Um, but apparently Hardee's uh, has sort of adopted a new spokes critter. So you're familiar mm. with Hardee's, right? They're I was- am. I actually saw a Hardee's commercial earlier today in my research that didn't end up making, making the cut. 
Um, so Hardee's has always had like the little yellow star as kind of their logo. Yeah. So now the yellow star has graduated from logo to to cartoon spokes critter. It's still a star. It's still a star. It's just a it's just a yellow cartoon star that talks. It's a cartoon though. It's not like yes, somebody but it lives up in like a, a world of regular people, okay. a la Roger Rabbit, okay. which is still my only reference point <laughs> for cartoons interacting with uh-huh. real life actors. Okay. Um. Anyway, uh, Rachel is not a fan. Apparently, Hardee's has turned their star logo into a spokes critter. And wow, y'all, he is monumentally uncharming. <laughs> Can you tell me what you think? That's my Twitter bio. Um, right. This is takes place. A, a lot of these, uh, there are, there's a couple of these in this in this campaign. Uh, the star is typically like in an office environment, or in this case, like a boardroom, hmm. where like it's just like a long, boring meeting that you don't, you would never want to be at. Is it like a Hardee's meeting? Do we think it's we're in Hardee's no, HQ? I, no, I oh, think okay. it's just like you are you you work at company XYZ and, you're, and you're, you work at Globochem okay. and you're bored. Okay. Um, so I think if you if you play this, it'll start out with like some boring meeting chit chat, and then the star will start talking. So I want everybody to remember that blah, the employee blah, of the month parking blah. spot is for that. Not now. Month. You know what's better than this besides everything? Ugh. A burger with a crispy wheel of cheese on it. Ugh. Introducing the new BFC Angus Thick Burger Ugh. at Hardee's. Ugh. Feed your Yeah, there's it's not like a lo- an emoji kind of. It's like very basic. Yeah, that voice is not a great choice. I kind of like the line, you know, it's better than this besides everything. Yeah, it's okay. Um, but I would also say that please, for your health, do not eat a giant cheeseburger with a giant fried cheese patty on it. Mm-hmm. That looks very dangerous. You know, a, a detail here I like. Uh, in the opening shot of this, you see the guy blah, blah, blahing up at the front of the room. There's a clock behind him, and you can see it's lunchtime. It's 1220. Yeah. Everybody's thinking Everybody's about hungry. food. Yeah. People who schedule meetings uh, from, like, noon to one mm-hmm. should be punished. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. This next one, um, I'm not going to get into it, uh, but I did want to just sort of, like, tee something up, because I think this could be a good show oh. discussion for, I'm like, intrigued. for a longer discussion. Uh, listener Josh shared a video, uh, and I'm sorry, I didn't write that. I didn't do a good job of preparing. I did not write down whose video this is, but it's like a guy who does like, he does like occasional videos on YouTube. They're like a series of videos on YouTube where he's just talking to the camera about something that he's interested in. It's kind of cut together just to, mm-hmm. you know. I can picture it. You can picture it. You've been to YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this one, it's he's never a- lied to me. <laughs> he's evaluating this 25-year-old AT&T campaign where they were saying they were predicting all these things that would happen in the future like technology that we would be experiencing in the future ways we would use technology in the future and then saying like we will bring it to you we're AT&T so he broke it down and he has like 10 or 11 examples of technology that AT&T predicted and he he rates how well they predicted what the technology would do and how well they execute what it actually looks like so for example they have somebody like um, faxing somebody from a tablet on a beach, mm. right? So, like, yeah, like you can definitely send somebody something from the beach, but mm-hmm. you're probably not going to be faxing it to them, right? Or but, like, you get, but if it's a physical, so somebody has a physical piece of paper and they want to fax it to somebody, but now you would just take a picture of it with your phone and mail it, sort of like that. It, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's like these sort of like they got a few, they got a lot of things actually surprisingly right, mm. but then they got, but they didn't really realize that cell phones weirdly would be a thing. Mm. So you have people doing video calls with their family while they're on a road on a business trip, but they're doing them from a phone booth. Ah, right. So you know, like the ways in which they correctly guess what communications technology would do, and the ways in which they just 
failed to see what it was going to do. It's, it's really an interesting... Missing the mobile component. Yeah, and yet... So which it, is huge. I mean, the mobility it's all it is, is what... Yeah. Yeah, or like so people doing like a lot of learn, online learning, but doing it from a classroom somewhere. And like, mm. no, you do it from your home. I, I Like sitting with 19 other classmates, but then there's a... a, a professor who's on the television screen it's like oh that seems really convenient for the professor yeah right we all had to schlep here though yes how about we focus on the 20 people in this classroom yeah and just you know and make us not schlep around so anyway i thought this was super fascinating i ended up watching the whole thing thank you josh and i thought it'd be interesting i bet that we could find a whole uh a whole bunch of commercials that predict the future Mm. either ones from the past and Mm -hmm. see how well they do how well it predicted the future or what's being predicted now Mm -hmm. so i'd like us to think about that for some future show this is really and listeners if you have ideas send them in also and i say this at the end of every show but um with our theme this week about um kind of traders i feel like i'm i know i've seen commercials where people are like shh i work for the other company but i'm enjoying this other brand's product i feel like I just was having a lot of trouble, like, with SEO on that. Like, I know that I've left a lot on the table. So let me know if you have anything else that fits in the category. Um, This is a really corny thing to say, but um, when I was a kid, there's a song by Tom Petty off of one of his, I believe, lesser appreciated uh, records, or maybe rightfully lesser appreciated records. Um, I believe it's called Southern Accents, and the name of the song is Spike. And it's not a very good song, but there's a line in it that goes, the future ain't what it used to be. And I heard that when I was, I don't know, maybe 12 years old. Um, And I was just like, I got stuck on that line. I kept thinking about like how, what a great line that is and the way that the future changes based on the present and, and the idea of it. And that's when, and I'm blanking on his name right now, he is it Matt Novak. He ended up becoming a writer for Gawker, I believe. He started a website in the early 2000s called future, uh, Paleo Future, uh-huh. which is very similar as well. It looks at all of the ways that the future used to look in the past. The, way we, the way we imagine idea. things in the future is always a reflection of who we are in the in the present. Look at Star Trek. Look at the, the fashions in Star Trek. So. Yeah, I'd love to do that show. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. I'm really glad I drilled down on all of the details of that Tom Petty record. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't give you the year. That's okay. You can save it for next time. I was trying to... Um, I think I was trying to remember the details as I was talking, and I was just leading myself there. Well, thank you for putting together this show. I really enjoyed uh, seeing some of these old rivalries resurfaced. Yeah, it was, it was a fun show. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We will be back here next Tuesday. In the meantime, I'm going to give you this voicemail number again, 607-444-5597. That spells 607 444 Nine seven. You can reach us on email after these messages show at gmail.com. Don't forget the show. Don't be like Genevieve and forget the show. Don't forget the show. After these messages show at gmail.com. And find us on Facebook at our Facebook group where it's always fun and you can deli- you can uh, let me know when I have said something irretrievably stupid or that uh, I don't need to go into so much detail about what an inversion table is. All kinds of fun things mm-hmm. happening. So, uh, so come visit us there. I believe your inversion table embarrassment should be overshadowed by my Tom Petty's Southern accent. Well, let's not revisit them. Let's not, let's not revisit them yet a third time. Thanks, everybody. 
I've gooey foodies, zoobies in my poopy. They all like, well, Heems, you too proud. I'm like, you would be too if you had the juice now. Oh. Hey, yo, the government is lies, son. United States of Google, Verizon.